What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Films We Make podcast. It is so crazy to think that we are in a new year. It is the new year, 2024. It is just, time is moving so fast. It's crazy. I can't even believe it's already, we're already like two weeks in to the new year. And I am just starting this season so slow. And honestly, that's not for lack of trying honestly 2024 just had different plans for me as soon as january 1st hit i got hit with strep throat had to go on antibiotics for a week and some change and then after i thought i was finally at the tail end of everything i get covid (laughs) so i had strep throat and then i get covid and i'm now finally getting past that and I am just praying that good health is in my future and I can stay healthy and consistent and be back at the helm of putting out content for you guys because honestly this is what I want to do. I want to just help you guys start this year off on the best foot forward to just speak life into your business and give you practical wisdom on how to be the best wedding filmmaker you can be in 2024. And in order to do that, I feel like it is just this episode in particular, it just seems fitting to talk about what I would do if I had to start all over again. You know, with the new year upon us, fresh opportunities, we got those resolutions, new goals, and all the exciting adventures ahead. I just want to dive into a topic for everyone who is just getting started. You know, first year into wedding filmmaking, what would I do differently? And before we dive into that, I mean, if you are new to the podcast or you've caught some of my YouTube videos, I just want to thank you so much for tuning in, for spending your time watching these videos. And honestly, I hope they have helped you and brought some value to your life, to your business in some way. I appreciate you just taking the time and just want you to know that this channel, this podcast, it's all about giving you the confidence to lean into that full-time career as a wedding filmmaker. So if you liked today's episode, it would mean so much if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcast, shoot me a a DM on Instagram, or go to the YouTube comments and just let me know how you're enjoying everything. It would mean so much and I would just honestly love to hear from you guys. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode all about starting over. So tip number one, if I had to start over in my wedding filmmaking business, some way to really get my name out there or to elevate my my skill set as a filmmaker. The first tip that I recommend is to second shoot a lot. You know, the best way to become adept at wedding filmmaking is by being immersed into a real wedding day. How they flow, what it's like working with other vendors, communicating with the couple, adapting to changes, not getting to eat after 10 hours and watching everyone else eat steak and salmon. But more importantly, getting hands-on experience during a real wedding day because honestly, this is the quickest way to learn the basics. Tip number two, rent before you buy. I messed up super early on because I was constantly investing in all the stuff that I didn't even know how to use yet. I had no sense of money management. Honestly, I'm still struggling today. I'm I'm trying to do better. 
but I had no money management. Everything I made waiting tables went to new camera stuff. And nowadays, it's just, it's even easier to pick up a camera, ship it back, and not have to worry about the the initial investment. Um, I use lens rentals. I know there's a lot of different um, companies out there, but honestly, lens rentals has been game-changing for me. It's what I've used since I started my business. They have just been really incredible to work with. They are super professional. Communication is top tier and the quality of equipment that you get from them is simply amazing. And so I want to offer you guys 15% off if you ever want to consider renting gear for a wedding to test something out, to try the latest and greatest. This is the company that I would use. So if you ever want to rent some gear, head over to lensrentals.com and use code wayward15. And that's going to give you 15% at checkout. So you can get some new fancy camera gear to impress your couples for the next wedding you shoot. Diving into tip number three, and that is kind of in line with number two, but it's really about just being frugal. Talking about money management, if you're just getting started looking to buy your first camera and you have the money to do it, honestly, I recommend going cheap and then upgrading later you know, really practice the fundamentals and learn the ins and outs of how a camera works before you invest thousands of dollars on the big name brands. You know, the good news is you can get some incredible 4K cameras for under $1,000, especially in today's market, which makes going cheap still providing a high quality option, honestly. For instance, you can get a GH5 for under $700 that shoots 4K 24 in 10-bit, and 4K60 in 8-bit. You can find an A7S2 used for the same price, and even one of my favorite cameras still to this day, the Canon C100 Mark II, which is for $800. And thinking about where this camera started to how much it is now is just, it's so crazy. Like, there's so many amazing options to consider when you're just getting started buying your first camera. So be frugal, go cheap, and then upgrade later. Tip number four is to buy a course. Now, the creator economy is at an all-time high. There's a course for just about anything these days. And some people have mixed feelings about those courses, like that they shouldn't exist or, you know, that they're just all a money racket. And while there is some truth to, you know, people profiting off these courses, obviously people are investing their time and their expertise into building this thing to help the the newbie to help someone in their business to bring value to them and and speak life into their business and give them that wisdom and so of course yes people are going to make money from these courses but it's really just as beneficial for you to buy a course because honestly if you're still getting started you don't have a ton of weddings on the horizon because you're still building your business you know honestly a course is perfect to fully immerse yourself in while you are practicing your craft. While the best way to learn is, of course, by doing, a course can provide practical wisdom. That practical wisdom and the proper structure that you need to really start your business off on the right foot. You know, I personally have invested in a ton of courses over the years. I'm kind of a course hoarder at this point, but I love learning from other people. I love hearing their perspective and, you know, just like looking into their business, into their life and how they have just 
done things and become successful. It's really interesting to me. And honestly, it provides you with a lot of invaluable resources in how you can grow and honestly find your identity within your brand. So highly recommend buying a course. There's a ton out there. I've bought the Matt Johnson course. I've bought uh, How to Film Weddings, David Renosa's course. There's so many out there. I'm even working on a course. It's not ready yet by any means, but it's just something that I do recommend if you are just getting started or you're kind of at a you know, a standstill in your business and you just need some, just some wisdom. You need someone to speak life into you. A course can honestly help you do that. Now, number five, when it comes to which video editing platform is the best, honestly, the best one that you want to use is the one that feels the most comfortable to you. And the only way you're going to know is by honestly trying each one. You know, for me, Final Cut Pro was the easiest to maneuver and learn as I was getting started and growing my skill set. Premiere was that platform that everyone recommended and claimed that was industry standard. And if you don't use it, then you're not really a professional video editor per se. And I don't really believe that. I feel like you can literally use whatever you want. If you want to use iMovie, if you want to dust off that old Windows and edit the Windows Movie Maker, it doesn't really matter. As long as the end product makes you and the couple happy, who really cares? I'm just super familiar with Apple's ecosystem, and I like the idea of spending a one-time fee on a program opposed from a subscription because we're in the era of endless subscriptions, and it's honestly, it drives me insane. There's a subscription for everything these days, and it's crazy. So, But each platform has their pros and cons, but it's your journey to discover which one feels best for you. So Final Cut, DaVinci, Premiere, just test them all out. Now, number six is to outsource sooner. Now, this is something I'm still kind of kicking myself over that I haven't done sooner. And one thing that I would 100% do, even if you are in the beginning stages of your business, because when you outsource things in your business that do not bring you joy, you basically get joy back in your business. And now that doesn't just mean, you know, you outsource video editing, right? When you just get started, it can, it can really get overwhelming real fast. You know, thinking through all the to-dos that plague all solo entrepreneurs, that means building a website, bookkeeping, social media management, finding your style as an editor. Outsourcing can just be incredibly beneficial, not just from a time-saving perspective, but from a creative one as well. And you guys know that one company that I love to use is, of course, Uncut Gems. They have just been super reliable and efficient at turning around quality films for me in my business. And right now, you can get 65% off your first edit if you use code WAYWARD65 at checkout. So head over to Uncut Gems and get plugged in. I promise you, you will wish you did it sooner. Tip number seven, if you had to start over completely in your business, this is one thing that I definitely recommend, and that is to hire a mentor. Mentorships are honestly the quickest way to fast track your skills and success in this industry. Having that sounding board, a reliable, compassionate voice that leads you with sincerity and constructively guides you through every facet of your journey is invaluable. You know, I didn't hire a mentor in my business until I was four years in. And honestly, the second I did, 
my whole trajectory within my business completely changed. I had clear goals, objectives, a structure, a business map, and a solid understanding of the filmmaking process that could help me tell more impactful stories for my couples. So honestly, don't sleep on hiring someone that you look up to, you're inspired by, you want to emulate in your own business, because honestly, it can become a game changer for you. All right, number eight is audio is so important. I made so many critical mistakes starting out that if I had done all the things I talked about up to this point, I could be eons past where I am even now. And the one critical mistake that I kept making was disregarding quality audio within my films. You know, the first two years, I didn't mic anyone. And that's very, very upsetting to say out loud. But I really only relied on just a crappy road video mic, the DJ soundboard. And as we all know, we can't rely on any of that stuff. You know, half the time the DJ's soundboard had so much background noise that the audio was completely unusable, and of course the on-camera audio was just as bad. So I honestly hated thinking about audio on the wedding day, and to some extent I still do, if I'm being honest. It's not my specialty by any means, but the tools out there today definitely make it a lot easier than 10 years ago to capture quality sound. You know, products like the Tascam DR10L, the Zoom F2, the Rode Wireless System, Deity, the Tentacle E-Syncs, so many quality field recorders like the Zoom H6, F3. Honestly, if I could just leave you with any kind of wisdom on audio, is just make sure that you take the time to learn the basics of capturing audio on a wedding day. Because this is one area of the filmmaking process that can make or break your film and leave you trapped in that lower end market for weddings. Tip number nine may be controversial, but gimbals don't really matter. <laughs> now, before I dive into this one, it is definitely subjective and based on my own personal experience. And that is, you know, gimbals don't really matter. They have their purpose. And honestly, it's mostly based on the filmmaker's preference and style more than necessity, really. You know, now Jared from 2016 to 2018 would argue that you definitely need a gimbal to create high quality wedding films. And of course, he thought he looked super cool with his Movi M5. But what I realized is I was honestly more stressed out using a gimbal because I feared, you know, what if the battery suddenly dies during a pivotal moment, which has definitely happened, or that I'd have to get it repaired and spend more money which definitely happened, or that I would become too reliant and use it throughout the whole day, causing my films to feel so formulaic, which, of course, happened. Now, I'm not discouraging anyone here from using a gimbal. You know, honestly, if you prefer a gimbal, it fits your film style, you love it, use it. But if you're just getting started, you're learning the ropes, Start with going handheld, practicing the fundamentals like your composition, framing, and be intentional with your camera movement so that you can understand how to evoke emotions first. You know, don't rely on a machine to capture that emotion. Really let the moments do that themselves and practice the intentional camera movement by just keeping it simple and going handheld. 
And honestly, I wish I started going handheld sooner because it's been a game changer for not just my creative process and and everything else, but honestly for my films. I love the way my films look with just being handheld, not having so much movement or, you know, there's not like a crazy parallax shot or all these push-ins and push-outs and tracking this and tracking that. It's just really simple. Simple storytelling definitely goes a long way. But again, not discouraging you. If you love a gimbal, keep using it. There are a few that I love or have used in the past that I love and some that I'm actually testing out in the future that I'm really excited about. So gimbal's still really cool, just that they don't necessarily matter that much for weddings. Okay, moving on. Number 10, impress the couple, not other filmmakers. Now, I love this last tip because it's something that took me honestly way too long to learn and led to a ton of unhappy wedding seasons. You know, instead of working to impress other filmmakers or win awards, focus on serving and focus on impressing the couple first. You know, weddings aren't meant to be self-serving. I remember when the industry itself started to shift and, you know, Love Stories TV had come out and the Wedding Film Awards started to become so desired because of all the attention and exposure they could generate. And honestly, I wanted that so bad. (laughs) I wanted it so bad, but I also wanted it for all the wrong reasons. You know, when I started making films for other filmmakers, what ended up happening was I created a disconnect between my brand and my couples. You know, I started having more revision requests. I had a lot of disappointed couples, more work that needed to be done to make them happy. And it honestly just sent me spiraling. I was defeated and constantly comparing myself to all these Titans who were top of the leaderboard and it's just exhausting. And I I finally had to just sit myself down and just really do the hard work, the self-reflection and look deep within myself and realize like, what does success really mean for me? And what I finally realized was that success isn't about the trophy. It's not about the accolades, you know, unless your definition of excess embodies that social status or professional achievement, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's totally fine. It's not wrong for you to believe that by any means, but my definition, I really, I was so conflicted. I thought this is what my definition was, but really I was just after it for the wrong reasons. It was selfishness that I was really craving. You know, I was just wanting the attention more so than actually trying to make an impact in someone's life. And that mindset definitely had to, to go away. But, you know, for me, my newfound definition of success was, you know, really I wanted financial stability. I wanted time freedom and I wanted a thriving business. I wanted to feel that my my business was legit, that I was, you know, able to do this on my own. You know, it was a really, it was a self goal, like that I wanted to achieve. Like I wanted to feel like, okay, my business is succeeding and the way it succeeds, it succeeds is by being financially stable by being, you know, really self-sustaining, giving me time freedom, giving me that time to dedicate to, you know, personal development and, and, and health and family and just giving me that time away from work and, you know, all of those things, but also being able to be creative and create 
and do things that really light a fire inside of me. You know, all of that is really what is success in my opinion. You know, I realize that social status, the trophy, you know, while all those things are awesome accomplishments for everyone who's attained it, you know, and I'm not going to lie and say that at some point I wouldn't still want those things. I mean, yeah, it would, it would be great to have like a, you know, best wedding film of 2024 or 25, like hanging up in my office. Like that would be an awesome accomplishment. And for everyone who's achieved it, like that's amazing. Like I'm, I would never ever diminish that success by any means. You know, I just, in my opinion, it doesn't completely define what success means in the wedding industry. And I couldn't let it define my purpose for filming weddings because, you know, realize that this industry is about serving other people and in, instead of serving yourself. And if you can Im- embed that mindset into your existence and your day to day, honestly, you'll feel so much more joy in your business than you will defeat because you're not looking at the wrong side of success. You're looking at what really matters, and that is the people that you are serving. So as long as you're doing that first, still have those dreams of like winning that trophy because that's what that's where I'm at. I mean, I'm I'm focused on serving my couples, but hey, I I still want that wedding film award. <laughs> I still want to like have Wayward North Films up on that Love Stories TV leaderboard one day. And you know, I think you just have to kind of restructure those. Uh, those layers within your business, you know, peel that onion down, like start with what matters and then still have those, those, uh, professional goals along the way. Um, and that's just something I had to come to. It it took me a long time to just really develop that. But once I did, I was just honestly a lot happier. I'm a lot happier in my business. I'm not really too stressed out anymore. I still get stressed, anxious, all that. That's just because that's, I'm a little bit of an anxious guy, you know? But, but yeah, I mean, these are the things that I would do if I was starting over from scratch. And this is just things that I've learned along the way that I hope really helps you if you're just, if you're struggling, if you're just getting started, you don't know where to start, you're kind of at a standstill. Hopefully these tips just bring you life and, and speak some wisdom into your business and, and help you in some way. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope this year is full of honest, transparent conversations just like this so that it can help you out in your business this year. And so if you liked today's episode, again, it would mean so much if you would rate and review the podcast, shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, let me know what you think about everything. I'd love to hear from you guys what you're struggling with. Either way, thank you so much. And as always keep creating and telling beautiful stories. See you guys.